Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle, episode 471, features guest host Madeline Ray, smooth talk, rough talk, popular searches, and an interview with the lovely Gigi Dior. Warning, this show is only for adults who like sex. Does your dick hang low? Does it dangle to and fro? Can you tie it in a knot? Can you tie it in a bow? (laughs) Don't worry. Dick will be coming. Welcome to the Covert Nation. Here he is. Dick Jangle. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 471 of Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. Welcome to the Pervert Nation. I am your host, Dick Dangle, and joining me for this episode is the beautiful fetish content creator extraordinaire. She is an award-nominated dream maker she may be hairless but she also has bad taste in chips it is the mushroom maiden madeline ray how are you doing i'll explain all this in a minute (laughs) you mean we will explain this all in a minute you are not stealing my thunder or lack thereof well do you know what i mean by chip maker maybe maybe i don't know did you see an old tweet or something uh, from not all that long ago? But uh, let's enlighten okay. the audience to all what right. we are going to have with this episode. So Madeline Ray and I are going to go back and forth about a couple of things. Probably an article or two will be included in this episode. And for the second half of this episode, you get an amazing interview with the beautiful G.G. Dior. We'll talk a little bit about that at the end of the first half. You'll hear the interview in the second half. It's all good stuff. So I know that you call yourself a magician. (laughs) But every now and then, every now and then. But there is nothing good about turning homemade kale into crunchy (laughs) as fuck chips. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I am sorry. You know what? I'm going to feed them to you. (laughs) You will gaze longingly into my eyes and eat them one by one. And it's not so much the taste because it's like, oh, that tastes like oil and salt and whatever I seasoned it with. Mm -hmm. But the crunch, it's it's the texture that it's like, it's the texture. Okay. Are they deep fried or baked? They are, I baked them. I was like, wait, what did I do with them again? I forgot. (laughs) Yeah, they were baked. And in being crunchy, are -hmm. they like a kettle cooked potato chip or are they more like a cracker crunchy? Like describe the crunch. (laughs) Let let me say, um, (laughs) great friend of mine, uh, travel partner t money he hates this term but i'm gonna use it right now Uh oh please describe the mouth feels Mm -hmm. all right so when they're baked appropriately okay the oil keeps them moist enough 
but there's still that good crunch. I would say almost kettle cooked, but because they're so thin, it's just, I mean, I fucking crunchy paper. Okay. I, I don't know. You're not selling it, but I appreciate it. You're welcome. I'll just eat them all in front of you and be like, these are so good. Don't you wish you could have one? But no, you're too chicken to Is... try my chip. <laughs> you chip chicken. <laughs> Is there a fetish for someone being tied up, restrained while the other person eats? You know what? I don't know. I'm willing to be That almost sounds like that. something you're willing. I'm willing. But that also sounds like something at, like, an imprisonment camp. <laughs> <laughs> like, that sounds like some hardcore torture right there. Okay. That's, sure, that's probably somebody into it, honestly. Right. Just keep you there for a few days. Make you watch me eat. There you go. Yeah. I'd be, Let uh... you smell it a little bit. <laughs> now you're just talking dirty. <laughs> <laughs> and in seeing this tweet... Mm-hmm. May I say, I, and I apologize for this, because it's rare that I go to anybody's home page, like the banner page yeah. Yeah. of their social media, because I'm just scrolling through what they're mm-hmm. posting. You have 47,000 followers. Yeah, I don't know how. That's pretty kick-ass. It is, but it's haha funny because they only come when I'm not shadow banded. I'm like, I waver in and out of it Okay. so much. So, I don't know, maybe by the end of the year we'll get up to that, that fitty. Okay. I don't know. But, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Right. It's only been how many years on Twitter? I don't know. A lot of years. A lot of years. I feel you. <laughs> I I recently passed 8,000. Oh, goody, goody. Which I think is actually pretty good yeah. for a ginger old fart <laughs> podcaster. <laughs> On social media. I can't. Maybe complain. you should put those hashtags in your bio and you'll get more hits. <laughs> I, <laughs> like keywords, yes. ginger. <laughs> Smoking hot redhead. And oh. They come to your page and they're like, okay, I'll follow. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. wait. I have to follow it. That man has confidence. Yeah. Confidence sells. Uh, that's, that, that's what I keep being told, but I have a hard time uh, going through with. You're doing a good job. I, I'm trying my darndest. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's get to the incredibly smooth Madeline Ray. Uh, I decided to cut you off mid-story because I wanted you to tell it on air. And uh, then we'll, we'll get to some other things. So you, you've had a bit of a rough go uh, you know, you've had some things just kind of happen, and when things happen, uh, be it good or bad, sometimes they come in groups. Yeah, yeah, we've been grouping lately. You've you've grouped the hell out of it. It's like a gang right now. <laughs> I am being ganged upon. A gang banged, if you will. Uh, yeah, if we want to go that far. Okay, <laughs> okay. and and it oh, culminated. It did with uh, if you may tell the listeners. Okay, so the last couple of days have been just, ugh. But I started thinking about it. When did it all start? Okay. And it started with an appointment. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I scheduled myself a very relaxing and very intimate waxing session before I had a whole bunch, before I went to my shoots with 
AJ and David Andrews. Like, I'm working this weekend, so week this week. I was like, I don't want to shave, so let's go rip it all out. Right. Not all of it. That's what I'm going to But it's just going to go for a nice bikini wax, yeah. butt crack wax, call it a job. Me and my girl get to talking, and we are talking and going back and forth. And all of a sudden, I'm going, this is taking a lot longer than usual. And the next thing I know, she goes, okay, we're done. And I get up and I look in the mirror and I was like, oh, there ain't nothing there no more. Shit. <laughs> I must have picked the wrong thing. <laughs> Whoa. But no, it wasn't a my boo-boo. It was a her boo-boo. And, okay. uh, yeah. and then everything just went downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> but very quickly because it's so smooth. Yeah, it just skew. <laughs> so when was the last time you have been completely hairless i don't even know wow honestly it, it's been years I, I, four maybe five. Oh, okay not, so not incredibly long but okay i mean i don't know i feel like that's the longest time but i'm just like i look down there and i was like i don't know who you are anymore <laughs> <laughs> what so, is this how'd this get here <laughs> so when you see it in its hair, <laughs> hairless form what is your first thought like is it oh that's what i look like without hair or is it just kind of like no like complete and utter shock or is it just (laughs) i'm getting used to it but like just going to the bathroom and being like (laughs) drop it down like i said i don't know who that is right playing the game yeah who's in my pants (laughs) (laughs) i don't know yeah that that uh that would be interesting i i haven't been completely hairless in a very long time well go ahead and do it and then get back to me and see how you feel every time you drop drow Uh, i'm at a weight (laughs) i think if i were to do that of course, it would be itchy because I wouldn't wax. I would shave. I'm just I, go get wax. I will pay for it. Go get wax. If you're going to pay for it, I'll do it. Uh, <laughs> but I am at a weight where if I were to be, I, uh, I, I think it would just be sad. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't picture it because uh, when I was younger and I had a better body, I was dating, and I liked being more hairless when I had a better body. Mm. But the girl I was dating at the time really didn't like it, and mm-hmm. she would talk shit for a while. It was, it was kind I'm of sure. funny. Yeah. It was like, oh, who's the little boy? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, that kind of hurt. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I don't know, Mommy, who's no, the little boy. That's right. You can tell me. Am I yours? Right. <laughs> See, that was back before... I really understood fetishes and playing mm-hmm. those roles. If I did, I definitely would have done that. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I I've never shaved or waxed my butt area ever. No. Ever. It's a thrill. It, I can imagine. I don't know. It's I don't want to say it's like my favorite thing, but when she's like, "Okay, pull your legs back," I'm like, "There you go." <laughs> Okay, you get it. And she's like, think, 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 and it's done. Wow. Yeah. That is, uh, that would make for good content. I can tell you that. 
uh, you know what? I should ask her next time to save the wax strips and be like, all right, which one of y'all want to buy it? (laughs) I don't know how you haven't. Are you kidding me right now? I know. You're blowing minds. You know, that's what I do. (laughs) Yes, it is. You're blowing 47,000 people's minds. Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) You know what's funny? When it comes to Twitter, are there bots? Of course. But I think the bigger one is Instagram. Because I... Oh, my God. I post so very little on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Could I post more? Yes. Like when I did Chicago Exotica, I just turned it into a photo dump. And mm-hmm. I did three of them instead of posting every single yeah, yeah. person. You know, I'll throw out the oddball interview or show or things like that. And I just, I'll gain a follower and I'll gain a follower and I'll gain a follower. And they're liking a picture from like 2017. Like, that's weird. Huh. Yeah. Like, for how much I'm on here, I should not. I mean, don't get me wrong. Right. Let me look. I can guarantee it's less than 2,000 followers. Let's see. Yeah. Cause, like, every time I post, it's like the uh, the DM or your picture. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to DM you anything. Right. Like, put it up here. Or the there's a lot of. Um, Oh, what do you call it? The, the crypto bullcrap. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry for anybody that is stolen to crypto. Right. But there's people out there that are trying to trying to swindle others via DMs on these social media platforms. Always. Yeah, I have just short of 2,000 on Instagram. <laughs> but I got 8,000 of the faithful on Twitter. Twitter's where it's at. That's not, especially for what I do and what you do. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't getting anywhere on Instagram, that's for sure. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. So the only thing I really want to get to before we get into articles. Yes. Uh, gosh darn it. I <laughs> am, even in my advanced age, I am still such a pushover that it's embarrassing. What'd you do? It really is. So. Over Labor Day week, Labor Day, over, <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite that late in the year, over Memorial Day weekend, mm-hmm. I had a yard sale. Okay, how'd that go? Uh, it actually went very, very well. I was awesome. very happy with it. Uh, I only had one car full of donations that uh, go to different mm-hmm. um, organizations that I like to yep. donate to. So I got rid of quite a bit. One of the reasons I got rid of quite a bit, a gentleman comes to my yard sale, and I'm pretty, not to toot my own horn, pretty famous for my yard sales. Okay. I make great posts when it comes to what I'm saying. Usually I'm talking Mm -hmm. about, listen, be cool at this yard sale. I'm probably going to be hungover. Uh, so be quiet and calm. Uh, I have a lot of things for sale like furniture. So if you know somebody going to college or if you have a destruction room, you know, it's just stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. kind of improv kind of stuff. So that's fun. And I have a lot of repeat customers. Very cool. And one repeat customer comes with two daughters. 
One has just started college. One is about to graduate college. And uh, they're all very nice. You know, I've, I've known them for a while through this. But the older one is spectacular. <laughs> just just a, a lovely young woman. I think she knows that she probably has this effect on men okay. at all some right. level. They come to the art sale and he is looking through some stuff and they are going around. And I am very, very reasonable with my prices for stuff. <laughs> So reasonable, in fact, <laughs> that this older one, like, excuse me. And I was like, yes. How much is this? I'm like, oh, well, it's a dollar. Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, 30 seconds later. Uh, and and because I don't price things. I don't have little uh-huh. stickers on everything. Yeah. Like, well, how much is this? Uh, that is That is also a dollar. Oh, very nice. Thank you. <laughs> and just kind of doing that and about two minutes later we make eye contact and i literally just very quietly go just take it (laughs) just take it (laughs) and it's so embarrassing like literally as i'm doing it i'm going you idiot you have no shot at this but but that that little boy part of my brain is like give the pretty girl some stuff and she will like you (laughs) you have to add the stipulation though which is if you take it, you take me with you. Ah, it's a package deal. I don't know how Dad would have felt about that, but uh, don't tell him. Yeah, we. I might have been able to do that on the down low. Hmm. <laughs> would that have made me the creeper? She came to your yard. Ah, that is very, very <laughs> she, true. She is on your property. That's that's. I think that's fair game to be like, "What's up, girl?" That's right. <laughs> you know where I live. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wank. Just want to come over later. Just hit that doorbell. Yep, we'll be good to go. Ding, my dong. I mean, what? <laughs> Ding, dangles, dong. Yeah, there we go. Oh gosh, are we going to turn that into a Christmas carol? Because that feels like Christmas Ooh. carol material. Yes. Ding, dangles, dong. Ding, dangles, dong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, pervert nation. The seed has been planted. I expect someone out there. To turn that to, into a song. Yeah, we need a remix sort of thing. Yes. <laughs> That's actually a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> um, I'm, it's, it's going in my brain and it won't stop. <laughs> right? Oh, isn't that the worst? I hate getting those little song earworms. Oh. So to all the ladies out there in Pervert Nation, pay attention to yard sale posts during the summer on the list of Craig, because it just may be mine, and you will get a lot of stuff for free. <laughs> you are more than welcome. To Ding Dangle's Dong. Ding Dangle's Dong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Dear Madeline Ray. Oh, dear Dick. What is your feeling on artificial intelligence, or as the kids call it, AI. You know, I it might be used for some good. Right. But I just hate the idea of it. The whole the whole entity. I'm like use your own brain, baby. Please use it. You could be so good. Don't rely on the machine to make the magic. Yes. I I completely agree with that. As nefarious as some people love to make it, especially in future tense. 
it has some purpose, but for the most part, you are correct. It is about community and problem solving and mm-hmm. social awareness and understanding. And that is how we get shit done personally mm-hmm. or as a community. I, I completely yeah. agree. Yeah. Yet some people just don't learn. <sighs> Who did what when? This is from <laughs> InsideHook.com. Meet Riz, your AI dating wingman and response generator. What? This is so glorious. <sighs> Knowing what to say when talking to someone you're interested in isn't always easy, especially at first introduction and especially when it happens online. Enter Riz, your new AI digital dating assistant for when the world of online dating gets too overwhelming. Riz, named after the Gen Z slang for charisma, which I've never heard that ever. I have, and it made me want to vomit. I'm like, you're you're one consonant away from jizz. Like, come on, uh, think of something better. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that's going to be another AI generation. Yeah, right. Riz is an app that adds an AI-powered keyboard to your phone that can come up with creative messages. After videos of the app went viral on TikTok and Twitter, which I don't remember. Uh, neither did I. Per the Washington Post, it racked yeah. up over 130,000 users. Is that even a blip on the radar when it comes I to don't anything? I think so. Wouldn't that be like a point zero one percentage of like the population or something? Oh, uh, it's probably less than that. Less, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good job, them. <laughs> right. That's what. Good job, guys. I was having that conversation with somebody, and they were talking about, well, have you ever heard of this person who was on Twitch and YouTube and all this stuff? And I mm-hmm. said, no. And they were like, okay. they have a hundred million subscribers, and I still haven't heard of them. So that's how blip 130,000 users is and don't get me wrong most of my tweets get like eight likes so (laughs) so you know it's a pot calling the kettle if you know what I mean (laughs) Riz which can create opening lines and responses to your matches on dating apps using the keyboard feature on your phone was built by four college students between the ages of 19 and 20 of course it was Uh uh-huh uh-huh nerd (laughs) Quote, oh, it gets better. Quote, we're all computer science majors who stay in our rooms all day coding, one of the creators told the post. The reason we created this app is that we're experiencing the pain of not fully knowing how to converse with people, end quote. You know how you fix that? Get out of your rooms. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I don't. Oh. That's painful. <laughs> that is so painful. It, it, you actually look physically exhausted for me reading you know, those two paragraphs. I like I have younger family mm-hmm. and um, I, I watch them and I'm like, they don't know how to communicate that well. Right. But 
you use this app that's allegedly going to help you, but then you decide you want to get married. What are you going to do every morning? You're going to wake up and be like, hey, little device on my phone, how do I speak to my wife for the next million years? you got to learn how to do that shit yourself. Right, exactly. There are so many skits that come out of this article that <gasps> someone either has to make a movie or YouTube shorts or something out of it. Because you could also use this in Dirty Talk, right? Theoretically. But also, you know how I mentioned the whole jizz thing earlier? <laughs> yeah, I did, yes. There we go. There's a plot to a porno. These right. four nerds and their fucking thing. I'm sure we can <laughs> we can whip a script. Whip. Whip. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the answers have come off as nonsensical, according to the post. Oh, oh, do we have examples? Oh, we have one. Oh, yes. One user used Riz with some of his hinge matches out of curiosity. One woman's profile said she knew the best spot for birria tacos. Birria? Maria. Okay. Birria. I, I, I don't even know. It's a, it's a taco. It's, it's, They're delicious. It's rice, meat, vegetables, and a shell. There, there's... No. Stop it. No. Stop it. No. I, I'm, I'm okay. Going, I'm going gonna... <laughs> to... I'm going very Jim Gaffigan on this one. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to pay for you to get your ass waxed. I'm going to feed you kale chips and tacos the right kind <laughs> this is going to be a weekend is what it sounds you're like you're damn right it is <laughs> you're done for uh well if i'm going to be done possibly <laughs> done well and riz's automated response was interesting quote <laughs> i'm glad to hear you're enjoying the baria tacos in town the app wrote as a potential conversation starter it sounds like you're really taking the time to figure out your dating goals, and that's great. I'm sure you'll find Fuck. the right person very soon. No. <laughs> no. It, does, it sounds like a computer wrote it. Right. It's not supposed to be that way, but it is. Because what a man would actually write is, I fucking love tacos. Let's go. Uh, yeah, absolutely. No, that's terrible and they should be ashamed yeah and hopefully i get to see your taco after we well, get the first tacos like that's that's what men say right yeah we do tacos on tacos on tacos right yeah it's a big taco party <laughs> maybe after a few updates riz is something you'll consider if you're having trouble coming up with responses to matches on dating apps. Nothing sounds more genuine and honest than starting off a new relationship by not talking to them yourself. Yes. Uh, I don't get it. I just don't. How? Okay, a conversation is a volley back and forth. Like I don't know. I don't understand it. I used to just not want to talk to people. That was my thing. I'm okay. just like, I don't want to fucking talk to you. Now, you say something to me. You better hold on to your fucking pants because we're talking for a long ass time. <laughs> <laughs> Until you're like, I, I tap. <laughs> I think people, how can I put this? I'm sure people have anxiety uh -huh. over meeting people for the first time, wanting to put the best foot forward, not embarrass themselves. But the trick to it is you are going to. And you learn from that experience to mm -hmm. not do it again. And that's how you get better at it. It's not 
difficult. You have to realize, especially for men, every woman is not going to like you. And that Uh should be understood right away. That should make it easier to talk and at least be genuine in who you are. Do you have to be like, hey, after we get some tacos, I want to eat your taco? Of course not. <laughs> but you could be like, yeah, that sounds great. Let's get a taco instead of like, oh, well, if that's what you want, because, you know, well, you know, and there's no need for that. Just be yourself, be mm-hmm. comfortable, think about what you're about to say, but have it be as genuine and nice as you can, but and still an honest response, and go from there. Learn from your mistakes. That's what dating is. That's what relationships are. That's what marriage is. This isn't hard. Yes, I use the M word on Dangling Ugh. After Dark with Dick I Right? You know, a, a thing that helped me was focusing on the other person. Yes. What can I do to make them more comfortable in this conversation? Rather than going, oh, I'm nervous. It's me. It's me. It's me. Focus on them. You know, don't worry about you. I like that. And that is something because for the vast majority of people, Mm -hmm. they like to talk about themselves. Yep. So if you are someone that may be a little bit nervous when they say something that is of interest to you or something that you could build almost like an interview on uh-huh. where you go oh that's interesting why would you say that or you know uh oh that that's cool what else do you like to do in whatever they're talking about and just let them talk and that also gives you a chance to very passively gain some information and go mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. isn't gonna work this is gonna mm-hmm. work this isn't hard now don't get me wrong I'm old as dirt. <laughs> we had to do things differently <laughs> back in our day. <laughs> yeah you had to meet people in the old days But I learned this very early on, Mm -hmm. and I think it applies for everybody, regardless of generation and technology. We are better as a community and as a society. As much as people want to splinter off, and I just want to spend time by myself. That's horrible. It It gets worse year over year, and you end up becoming those crotchety old people that you made fun of when you were young. <laughs> Don't become what you hate. Don't do it. <sighs> Great advice. You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. So, <laughs> <laughs> you're here to feed me cow chips, wax my ass, mm-hmm. give me a barilla taco, mm-hmm. and uh, sage words of wisdom. Yes. Wow. Oh. Um... Very nice. You're welcome. Has a, I don't want to say has a pickup line ever worked on you, but have you ever had those moments where you were meeting somebody and they just said something? You're like, this has potential. Like right oh, yeah. away. Yeah. What What is your potential radar geared towards? It, so there was an incident. I don't want to say incident. Was it? Yeah. I was gonna, oh, holy crap. Was it, is there launch no. codes involved? Holy <laughs> SWAT team, you know. Um, now, the, one of the memories I have is when I was at Cedar Point and I had walked around too much and I've got a bum knee. Mm. So I'm like kind of gimping a little bit. And this man comes up from behind me and he's dark and handsome and i was like and he goes excuse me ma'am i'm a doctor and i looked at him and i'm just like 
I don't think you're old enough to be a doctor. Oh. There's there's no way. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, yeah, you're right. But I saw you, you were limping and wanted to make sure you were okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. I was like, well, thanks for that. But then his group of people pulled him away. And I was like, <gasps> into the crowd, gone. Poof. Oh, good. Could have been, never happened. And that's when your fascination with Lisa Loeb started and all the depressing <laughs> music. <laughs> <laughs> yep, became Eeyore after that. Mm, that's right. <laughs> I have had different moments when I was younger that were very topic specific. Like mm-hmm. if I found out that a woman really loved hockey. Yeah. That was an in. Uh, if they enjoyed being active, like hiking and sports and things like that, that was an in. Um, if they were down to eat my ass. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Obviously they were in. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Would you like to get married? Um, <laughs> There's that M word again. That's right. Oh, goodness. That's a twofer on this show. Oh, man. But as I've gotten older, it's definitely more mindset, energy, uh, global understanding, mm-hmm. I guess would be a good way to put it. And <laughs> that has been more of a difficult match, obviously. Yeah. But I think it's going to work well in the long run when i finally meet that person and it's just like yeah you get it yeah Yeah. i feel that yeah so they're out there for you folks out there in pervert nation if you're single don't give up and don't quote unquote play the game it's not a game it's an experience go on dates meet people even if you don't want to date them just talk to people and you're gonna get better at conversation i'm telling you it is worth the effort uh oh. Oh boy. The, the talking to people that it reminded me the other this was when my car first was showing signs of being sick. Um the the uh, auto technician, I had like the person that was helping me with it and then the auto technician. Okay. And he drove it in and because it didn't come in at the right time. They were like, "Hold on, we don't know where it is. Hold on, hold on, hold on." And then guy comes in and he was like, "Yeah, the light was still on." Like the, all the they had to reset it basically but he gets out of the car and the guy that's helping me he goes yeah he's the one that broke your car and i turned and i looked at him and without missing a beat i'll be like i remember your face i'll remember it and he just looked at me so aghast i just (laughs) smiled at him like (laughs) but see that's what you get for talking to people right you just get quick and then people are like holy shit look at that i don't know i don't even know what to say speechless my family is especially mama dangle is always surprised at how it's there. You mm-hmm. know, that whether something you've said a million times or something truly off the cuff, on the spot, I always have something. And it works so well. She's like, man, I wish I could do that. My sister says the same thing as well. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, when you talk to people, <laughs> that's how that works. Yeah. Yeah. So start talking to people, people. Yeah. Come talk to me if you need to. Maybe. Well, it depends on. (laughs) (laughs) You saw that face. (laughs) I did. Totally did. Speaking of talking to people, Uh the fine group at AEBNTrends.com talked to a lot of people. 
Okay. And they have come up with popular porn searches by country in February and March of 2023. Oh, boy. Oh, boy is right. So let's start with some straight searches. A lot of S's mm-hmm. right there. So, of course, you have performers as well as direct topics. Now, in Brazil, you have Dread. Dread is an extremely well-endowed man. Okay. And I know. he is one of the most popular male performers and will probably remain that mm-hmm. for the foreseeable future because he is so gifted and there are an amazing number of petite performers that are more than willing to mm-hmm. try. And most of them <laughs> succeed, which is even more impressive. But uh, he's a popular one. Oh. And a super nice guy, by the way. I have met him. Really, really nice guy. In Colombia, Delivery Girl. <laughs> that can be really dark. <laughs> yes yes like is it which yeah yeah Yeah, you're feeling me right i know yeah is she being delivered oh see i didn't think that i thought oh okay what were you you know she is delivering a package to the door Mm -hmm. and the person has to sign for it and do their eyes meet and then they have the sex or is it them um unceremoniously taking the delivery girl and having it be a bit more aggressive as a scene. That's a good question. Yeah. Do they have links? Uh, They do not. They should, right? (laughs) This is what we're talking about. Now this, this would be a good watch. In Mexico, Lesbian Awakening. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Have you had yours yet? I, I think it's more like sunset now. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. You have found your lane is what you were saying. <laughs> I gotcha. We're twilighting. Uh-huh. I hear Not you. Not twilight. <laughs> <laughs> now, this one, I think you may be interested in, maybe you've okay. done, in Austria, self bondage yeah yeah that's cool it's tricky i would say i I wouldn't think that would be uh completely possible because you wouldn't be able to completely restrain yourself how would that work so uh, i've seen people and have actually worked with a person that would use ice timers so it would like you have to wait until the ice melts because they tie themselves or handcuff themselves in a specific way. Okay. And like the key is off to the side. And once the ice cube melts, it, you know, releases the key. So oh, it's now in. Okay. But you've got to wait and you don't know how long it's going to take depending on temperature, location, whatever, whatever. I gotcha. Yeah. So it can get, it can get kind of dicey. That is very interesting. That's that's a, yeah. like a Rube Goldberg mm-hmm. bondage device. That's neat. Yeah. In Germany, <gasps> panty pops. <laughs> can we like edit cricket noises into the <laughs> silence? <laughs> I think I can make that happen for you. <laughs> is it a frozen dessert treat on a stick? 
Panty yeah. Pops? Is it? I, I have no idea. I love the yeah. name. I love the alliteration, but I have no idea. Panty flavored soda. I drink it. Germans <laughs> <laughs> are too. <laughs> right. <laughs> Panty Pops. Panty Pops. Have to Google that later. Yeah, right. In Sweden. Huh? Bore my asshole. Yeah, it's aggressive in Sweden right now. Bore? Bore. B-O-R-E. As in drill deeply. Wow. That's an aggressive word. (laughs) That is not a word I would use about my butthole. (laughs) Even though it is so smooth at the moment? Yeah, no. I don't want it. Yeah, no. (laughs) You almost like you're... Yeah, it sounds like a trip to the hospital in the making. <laughs> you actually look nervous. <laughs> okay, because I've got those damn wood borer bees outside, and I see what they do to wood. All of a sudden, I'm thinking there's going to be like piles of fucking flesh because mm-hmm. it's being bored out. Uh, bad, mad mental image. I gotcha. Okay. What's the next one? Get me out of here. Yes, let's see if we can come up with something that is a little less aggressive. How about <gasps> Ireland pump my ass? Is that better? <laughs> How about Israel? Ass stretchers. Oh, God. <laughs> How about New Zealand? <sighs> boat anal. <laughs> There's a lot of anal in the spring. I don't know what's going on. What is boat anal? Uh, but... They put a boat in their butt? <laughs> uh, I would imagine it would be anal on a boat. That's what you hope. Oh, I would hope. You don't want to have that, and they just drive a boat right into your butt. That that would be, whew. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. With, it's too much. It, it makes me want to call it banal. Banal. Boating. No. No. <laughs> no. God. You stop. And in Japan. Oh, God. German hardcore. Interesting. Yeah. Because uh, certain branches of Asian porn can be really aggressive. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they are going to German hardcore, mm-hmm. whew, that is a statement. It's probably because it's not pixelated. Oh. Now if that's you're still thinking. the thing. If that's still the thing. The last time I checked, it is. Okay. So. All right. Mm. I like how your brain works. You're a problem solver. (laughs) Now, in popular gay searches, we have, in Brazil, abandoned. Oh. Oh. (laughs) It's making you sad. Don't be sad. It is. I want to hug them. (laughs) Sorry. Unless that's your thing, then fucking worry away. Good for you. you Get away from me. (laughs) (laughs) In Belgium, bound in public. Okay. In Russia, you would not be enjoyed with this ass hairy. I would not be accepted as one of their top surgeons. Well, yeah, it wouldn't happen. Couldn't. Nope. Nope. I like that it's ass hairy, not hairy ass. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder how that translates like. If that's just how they directly translate it from Russian. Could be. 
What's the Russian version for that? Now I want to. I want to know. It's, super <laughs> it's really tough to not break into really bad impressions when I do these things, so I'm going <laughs> to stay away from it. In Ireland, the popular gay search bigger than huge. <laughs> Couldn't they just say largest? <laughs> like, what is huge in in Ireland that it needs to be? Bigger than needs huge. to be even bigger than huge, huge. <laughs> it is the most hugest. Hugest, yeah. That's uh, that's a worrisome one as well. It's a good one. <laughs> it may be related to the Netherlands. Their top search was twelve inch. That sounds huge. <laughs> <laughs> bigger than huge. Bigger than huge. <laughs> Maybe they are just record lovers maybe they like vinyl maybe that could be man we can only hope and the last search we're going to talk about in australia gay classics okay that's nice i like that i like people that go back to the early days when porn was influential to them maybe even before that retro if you will and they are finding these performers and classics out i like that good job australia well done and you know what else is well done Mm, nothing yet my interview with Gigi. (gasps) we have had this convention relationship for a while where we we pass each other uh people are telling us that the other person wants to meet them and Mm -hmm. we finally had the opportunity to meet in dc at the end of last year and we've been wanting to make this happen and we finally did it i consider it an honor for her to be on this show because she has been everywhere when it comes to the different podcasts, web shows, everything that she has Mm -hmm. been on. So to be included in this list is truly awesome. She is so well-spoken. She is very open and honest. She is an incredible content creator and performer. Absolutely stunning. Fantastic sense of humor. And I love when I have the opportunity to really showcase what people are and what they provide and having her on was definitely that we had such a good time and i hope that everybody listening once you are done listening to the interview goes to seek her out because it is well worth your time she is absolutely amazing and of course fine madeline ray you are also amazing (laughs) stop So, if people wanted to see your bigger-than-huge amazingness, <laughs> where where should they go? You should go to Twitter.com, honestly, and follow me there, at Madeline Ray. And then if you need more goodies, more sensual, erotic, okay. then go to MadelineRay.com. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Hook like you up over there. Oh, ooh, very nice. She's got the hookup. She's got the kale chip. She's ready to go. <laughs> got the wax. We're here for a party. <laughs> it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on this show. Oh, thanks, baby. We're close. Ooh. 
closing in on the big numbers there. We are getting there. There may be moments where I only do one episode a week, but mm-hmm. I'm going to try and stick to the two a week. I'm a busy dangle, so I uh, I'm going to do what I can. But uh, you know where to find me. At the Dick Dangle on Twitter, Dangling After Dark on the Instagram I rarely use. Danglinafterdark.com is the website. If you want to email me, dick at danglinafterdark.com is my email. And if you want to make the Ding Dangles Dong Christmas song, <laughs> you have about six months to make it happen. Do it, Pervination. Please, somebody do it. <laughs> Listen, I I need this. <laughs> If not, I'll have to do it. Oh, I'm sure you have quite the singing voice. I don't know. No? <laughs> I don't know. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> well, that's why we got auto-tune, right? That's right. Use technology to your advantage. Yeah, the good, the good advantage. That's right. So, one and all, please enjoy my interview with Gigi Dior. Thank you so much for listening. Please take care of yourselves and the people around you. Pay for your porn and support amazing content creators like Gigi Dior and Madeline Ray and all of the fantastic people that you have heard on this show. Find something that feeds your soul and do it as often as you possibly can. Please, dear listeners, get out there, talk to some people, and make connections Make it happen. And if you can't get out there and bore some assholes. (laughs) And of course. Tangle on. (laughs) Oh, my. Oh, my. Got the vapors. (laughs) Does it make you uncomfortable? Yeah, boring Butthole boring is just not, not it for me. Okay. Like I said. Well, there there goes us dating. Yeah. <laughs> See, we talk too much. We talk. <laughs> we talk to ruin it. Damn it. <laughs> Should have just used the Riz. Ah, <sighs> I'll learn one day. <laughs> mm, don't worry, Dick will be coming back. Hi, this is Maddie O'Reilly, and you're listening to Danglin' After Dark with Dick Dangle. Mm, he's recovered and ready to go again. Welcome back to the Pervert Nation. Here he is, Dick Dangle. My guest is the epitome of sensuality and sexuality in one stunning package. Her career started in camming, but has quickly developed into studio success, shooting for Naughty America, Team Skeet, Bang Bros, My Pervy Family, and more. And her reputation and popularity has led to a Why Not Award nomination and a score of interviews and requests. And everything is done with a sense of strength, sophistication, and elegance rarely seen. Please welcome to the show the beautiful Gigi Dior. How are you doing today? I'm amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. The pleasure is all mine. So before we get started, can you please tell everybody where they could find you online and on social media? 
Absolutely. So my OnlyFans is the real Gigi Dior. My Twitter, I actually have two. Um, one is uh, my Gigi Dior, M Y, and then Gigi Dior. And then my other one is Gigi as seen on TV. And then my wonderful Instagram is uh, Gigi Dior SFW, which stands for Safe for Work. Very nice. Yeah, I think one of your social medias, one of your Twitters actually came off of suspension. Yes, it did. I was, we were fighting it and fighting it and fighting it and fighting it. And I finally won. <laughs> so I'm super excited. So the I'm growing two simultaneously now. So I have a backup if I ever lose it again. So I'm excited. Oh, I'm, I'm sure that doesn't happen very often. It's like you found a, a glitch in the matrix. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was like, oh, when I finally got the email that said, like, um, under review, we've decided to reverse it. I was like, oh, I read it like three times before I actually believed it. I was like, wow, this is incredible. So I was very, very, very happy about that. So good news. Yeah, no kidding. It's almost like we're going to reverse it, but you have to send us $200 in iTunes gift cards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And meet me outside the Best Buy to do it. <laughs> right, exactly. So I'm not sure where to start because we've been trying to make this interview happen for a little while now. And uh, should we start where we first had the opportunity to talk to each other or do you want to talk about your time at xbiz miami which was like a week ago we can start with how we first uh spoke and then we can kind of work our way through so i'm good with that so we had talked uh kind of through social media and then we had the opportunity to meet in dc at exotica where we were yeah. able to kind of have that quick moment and we were actually able to have another one at Exotica Chicago. So how has your convention circuit been so far? It's incredible. And I still like my, I still have to say my favorite gloves are from Mama Dangle. So shout out to Mama out there. <laughs> she makes some wicked, wicked gloves. So thank you for those. But um, I have... I, I love my uh, porn circuit. I love my convention circuit. Um, I have made some of the most incredible friends and connections and um, their relationships that even if um, or when my career, you know, comes to retirement time, um, these are friendships and relationships that I can see lasting forever and ever on the holidays and birthdays and all that. Um, my phone I get more text messages and more happy holidays, happy birthdays from my porn friends and my convention people than sometimes I do uh, re regular friends and family. So um, it's a genuine group. It's a tight knit group and just all around a wonderful, wonderful experience. Um, I love the opportunity to meet with the fans and I love... You know, every circuit is a little bit different. So there's our regulars. I call them my OG girls and guys. And then sometimes we add new people in and, you know, you kind of get to still continuously meet new people. And then, like like you said, I recently just did XBiz and that was my first for lack of another term, like a true industry um, convention where there weren't fans and it was just industry people and you really got to bond and, and connect with them on a content and a professional level to where you got to um, feel more normal on things and issues that you were having in the business and realize that everybody, you know, struggles with similar things and, uh, you know, it's helping each other through those that brings us all together. So I love exactly 
exoticas. I'll be at Miami um, in July and I'll be in New Jersey and Washington, D.C. again. Um, I'll be at the Why Not Awards in August. And um, I plan on being at AVNs for my first time uh, next year. So I'm super excited about what's coming. Very nice. Now, when it comes to travel, the jobs that you have had previously led to a lot of travel. But when you have done it now through the eyes of somebody in the adult industry, does it change how you approach going to cities? And have you gone to new cities through this process of going to conventions? Yes. So part of the draw to this industry to me was the ability to travel and um, meet, you know, content creators in cities that aren't just like big cities. Like one of my favorite trips ever, um, I went to meet a couple of content creators in Alabama and then I kind of traveled through and I ended up in uh, New Orleans for the first time. And that was such an incredible, like Alabama is stunning and it's like, oh, the University of Alabama is one of the most beautiful college campuses I've ever seen. So um, those are obviously places that you don't commonly travel to for vacations or, you know, whatnot. Um, L.A., I've, I've been able to experience through this industry for the first time. Um, Vegas, I'd been to prior, but seeing it from a work perspective is definitely different. You know, you're there for business, so you're not right on the strip. You're, you know, in the outskirts and you're there for work instead of walking up and down and eating and all of that. But I try to always, no matter what city I'm in, I try to incorporate some downtime and some, like, travel time into it if it's an extra day or coming in a day early um, I always try to like indulge in some local food to really get to experience the area I do a lot of research on best restaurants or best you know like while I was in Chicago there was a little diner called Max's Diner and it had wonderful reviews I think it was like a 4.8 or 4.9 and it was just this cute little old school diner with good old old school food and it was an incredible breakfast an incredible experience. So um, I really try hard to like feel the area and, you know, like experience. I experienced deep dish uh, pizza in Chicago for the first time this last Exotica and, um, you know, just really dive into the area and see what it has to offer. But yes, I have definitely traveled new cities. I love it. And it does, it has definitely changed my approach to travel um, being in the industry, I definitely travel more low key. I usually have a baseball hat on or a hoodie, sweatpants. Um, I'm not, I used to like make sure I looked cute when I traveled and now I don't want the attention. So I definitely downplay my look a lot. Uh, I travel much more streamlined. Um, I know how to pack. I have a, I have a system for packing now so that I can get as much stuff in as little, as few suitcases as humanly possible. Cause if I'm traveling by myself, <laughs> I don't usually have the help to drag long 17 bags. So I try to get them all into small packages and I always weigh out in where I'm at, if it's going to be more economical for me to rent a car or if everything's within walking distance or if an Uber is more the way to go. So I kind of try to weigh all of those things out prior to going. And a lot of times renting a car, you can find a really good deal and it's cheaper in the long run than Ubering, you know, five, 10 times at 50 bucks a pop. So yeah, I, I, you know, it definitely has changed. It's definitely more a business strategy um, now than it ever was because, you know, this is my business and that's the way I'm trying to, you know, make it as feasible and as um, uh, economical as possible. So, yeah. 
Before I get to the next question, I need to ask. I also had my first Chicago deep dish <laughs> pizza. What was your feeling on it? Um, it was different. I'm glad I experienced it. Um, there were things I loved about it and things that I could do without. I loved the crust. I loved the cheese was unbelievable. Um, I felt like the ingredients on it were a little undercooked for me. They were a little raw. I got, um, peppers, onions, and sausage on mine. And I felt like they were a little on the raw side. And um, I am a East Coast girl, so I love my Jersey and New York style pizza. So it was definitely different. I'm glad I experienced it, but I think I can probably check that one off my bucket list. I'm not going to be craving it anytime in the near future. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Yeah, yeah. You you uh you felt the same. Yeah, I, I did. I was like, that was good, but like, uh, I'll, I'll stick with my thing crust yep exactly <laughs> exactly it was like a glorified sicilian i'm like okay we got this we got this oh you're gonna take some heat for that one <laughs> uh, i know i am <laughs> it's okay i was born there so i can take the heat oh, but okay. <laughs> now when it comes to meeting your industry peers you had posted a lot of pictures at Exotica Chicago, you met Violet Myers, Adriana Chechik, Rhea Sunshine, Marina Velmont. Was this a chance to fan out or network? Network. Um, so Adriana Chechnik, I was definitely a fangirl. Um, I waited in line actually to even meet her. And she was like, you're ridiculous. Why did you wait? And I was like, because I'm truly a fan. Like some of these girls I got into the business um, watching, you know, I like I've seen them before I even got in. So I was definitely fangirling prior to uh, getting in and meeting Adriana in person was definitely amazing. I've been you know, doing the circuit now for a while. So I've kind of seen Violet go from a star to this mega star. And that's been an awesome, awesome experience to watch. Like she's one of the best uh, entertainers that I've ever seen work her fans in the line. She takes her time with them. She listens and she really, really encourages like that one-on-one. And that's why her line at every Exotica is always around the block. And I know you mentioned a couple other, but I I really I try to um, create just genuine relationships with these people like and networking to me doesn't always mean like a business connection. It just means like I like some of these people that I've met in these like uh, pre arrive like she they're now some of my closest friends. So it's not always about business. It's about building these relationships to me and they become friends. And if we work together down the road, it just makes everything, you know, much more easy and, you know, a little more playful because you have that built in relationship. But I'm so proud of watching these girls that we've started with grow and become these incredible, incredible international stars. So it's been an incredible experience. So we're going to turn back the clock a little bit for the listeners. Now, for those finding you for the first time right now, you were a mainstream model and actress before getting into the industry. Where did your passion for performance and modeling come from? 
I've always been told I was always very animated and very, you know, like uh, spirited. I was called feisty. So um, when I moved, when I was in high school from the Midwest to the East Coast, I was searching for something that kind of gave me an identity that was different than just like your sports and all of that. And one of the ladies that my mom worked with at the time had seen a picture of me and talked to one of her friends who was a New York City modeling agent. And they called me up and they're like, we want to do some test shoots. And I realized very quickly that I love being in front of the camera. Um, I get to be myself, I get to, you know, uh, wear these beautiful clothes and express myself through, you know, outfits and through facial expressions. And now I can express myself through, you know, the sexual world. So it's, and it just is natural to me when I get in front of a camera, it's, it, I, it's just natural and I love it. And I never feel like it's forced. If I feel like it's forced, then I, I have to reevaluate why I'm there. If I need like a little bit of a break or I need to like, you know, take a day or a week off or whatnot. So, but really my passion came very organically. I loved, um, I loved working at a young age. I loved, um, being in New York city and walking the runways and finding myself in catalogs and that can get really, really addictive. And that was before social media. So I could imagine it would have been a much different career had I done it now, like as a teenager, but, um, I was on the homepage of Yahoo when Yahoo was still like our main source of email. And that was a really, really cool experience. So I, I would just say like, I was looking for something to kind of make my identity something a little more than just the new girl on the East coast. And I found modeling and it just kind of has stuck with me most of my adult life, all of my adult life, really. And it sounds like a lot of the skills and experiences in mainstream helped prepare you for a lot of work in adult. Yes, it is definitely there's a lot of crossover, a lot of crossover. The acting is very similar, you know, the posing. Um, I, a lot of times I'll get in, um, like even when I first started, I'll, I'll have like a photo shoot and people are like, you've definitely done this before. So it helps, you know, move your body and remember how to pose and all that stuff. So definitely. You did commercials, music videos, mainstream shows, soap operas, which did you enjoy doing the most? I loved the acting part. So my music video to date is one of my favorite experiences ever being on location, you know, scoping out, watching them set up for the special location and watching the whole music video come to life and getting to interact with the musicians and the, you know, the production team and hair and makeup and then the other models. And I've actually stayed in contact with the other models that were in that video with me. So that was definitely hands down my favorite. And then I would say probably One Life to Live and Rescue Me were second. Definitely. I loved being able to turn it on in front of the camera. I loved Rescue Me. Absolutely love that show. Dennis Leary was actually a very, very chill, like he was awesome off, like off camera. And he was so much thinner in person. Like they, like I saw him in person and I was like, wow, he is so skinny. It was crazy. It took me off guard. So it was, it's definitely different to see people in person than it is to always see them on, on TV. Now, 
mainstream model, but still adultish projects that you're part of, like uh, the Trojan Condom Company commercial and the video for Bloodhound Gang, uh, Foxtrot Uniform Charlie Kilo, they still have that feel of adult projects. Have you always been comfortable with your sense of sexuality? I think I definitely have, um, for the most part. I lost it after I kind of settled down into wife and motherhood for a while. Um, I definitely like put myself second for a very, very long time. Probably not even second. It was probably fourth or fifth. But um, after my uh, separation and my divorce, I realized that I hadn't taken care of myself sexually, physically, mentally for a very long time. And so I really did some, you know, self-searching and some self-help and, and growth and through therapy. And I was like, no, this is truly who I am. I'm very comfortable with my body. I'm very comfortable with my sexuality. And I'm not afraid who knows it. I don't care who knows it. So, um, yeah, it was definitely there was a little bump in the road, but I uh, we got through it. Now, for some backstory for listeners, um, you had some life hurdles, including uh, life-saving surgery, and afterwards you find yourself reading an article about camming from Ainsley yes. Divine. Um, that is correct. You seem like a person that is going to do their research. So what was the process of going from this is a possibility to your first cam show? Lots and lots of reading. So I did um, reading. I did research. I watched YouTube videos. I would get on the campsites and study what the top girls were doing and what their cam rooms, like the vibe. And if it was the same girls night after night, I would study like what different things they were doing. Um, the comments, I would watch their tip menus to see like what was the most successful portion. So I really spent probably three or four months of deep research every day and looking for the best equipment and comparing cameras and comparing laptops and lighting and setting up the room the way I wanted it and all of that. So it definitely took several months for me to pull it all together, but, um, I don't regret it a single day. My first show was incredible. I still have fans with me today that were in my first show and, um, they're my guys. Like they've followed me through all of this and I'm so grateful for that. What were your early cam shows like and how have they evolved over your time? Um, I was very nervous and shy. Um, my first cam shows were definitely more scripted and definitely had, um, I laid them out and I thought them out more like methodically. I like, because I didn't want to have to think about it while I was shooting and while I was on cam, I thought a lot more about like, you know, what I would say. And now I just get on. There's some shows I just sit there and I eat potato chips and I talk to the guys about sports. And then there's other shows where, you know, everyone's feeling, I can, I kind of feel the room more now than I ever did. Like you get like a vibe. And if guys are really sexual that day, um, then, you know, we definitely, I, I'll put up the tip menu that's, you know, a little bit more aggressive, but then there's other days where, you know, it's very relaxed and guys just want to chat and go with the flow. And so I hang out and we talk about whatever they want to talk about. And one thing I really love about it is I've learned more about how to be a better 
companion and significant other to the people in my life and even, you know, just friends and all that, because I hear some of the, the complaints and some of the issues that some of these guys are having with their relationships. And I realize, you know, that just communication and all of that is a huge part. And uh, just so it's kind of made me even a better, a better companion overall, just hearing them too. So it's not just a one way street, definitely. And that had to come as a surprise. And it probably comes to it's probably a bit of a surprise to the listeners, because I would think most people who have not watched a cam show just say, oh, it is nothing but sexual. But when you talk to cam models, there are a lot of times where you are having these deep philosophical, emotional conversations with people or just relaxing. Yes. A lot of times we're just relaxing and, you know, we'll have guys come in and they'll want to go private. And those are the guys that, you know, just want to come in and, get done what they want to get done. And then I'll go back and we'll start it. I mean, we've, I, we've watched, I've watched baseball games while I've been on cam. We've talked about, um, obviously the hockey season that's just been, um, like I would, sometimes guy, a lot of these are just, a lot of my fans are lonely and just want to talk. And if you're just willing to lend an ear and, you know, just be there, they're uh, very, very, open and honest and sometimes I've asked them for advice and it's 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 a two-way street so it's been really it's something I never expected yeah okay so we brought you brought it up twice I have to bring it up so when it comes to sports you mentioned hockey and baseball so who were your teams across all sports so I'm a Philly girl I love the Eagles um Baseball, I used to like more, but I'm definitely a Phillies fan for just the lack of of another team. Um, and for hockey, I'm Florida Panthers all the way. Oh, Those are my boys. I'm wow. so proud of them. <laughs> yeah, they I'm are so the proud Stanley of them. Cup They're final. such the underdog. No kidding. Yeah, it's uh, and uh, me being from Pittsburgh, I will take a thank you for the Penguins not winning at the end of the season to allow them into the playoffs. <laughs> okay, thank you for that. <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> now, from a business sense and marketing to your on-screen abilities, you obviously have everything it takes to be a success in the industry. But have you been surprised at your reception and popularity to your adult work? Yes, I have. Um, I still often say, why me? Like, why is anybody watching me? Why is anybody following me? But uh, I appreciate every single one of them, every follower, every viewer, everybody that subscribes to my OnlyFans. Um, I hit 16,000 followers uh, a couple of weeks ago on Instagram. And I genuinely mean like, thank you from the bottom of my heart, because I came into this not knowing what the heck to expect. And I am just so blessed. And it's, it's just been a humbling experience. So yes, I still think, why me? <laughs> why me? Why are you all watching me? Now, you received your first nomination from Why Not within six months of camming. I'm sure yes. it was satisfying and motivating, but did you feel pressure to change the formula or up your game, or do you have more of a slow and steady wins the race mentality? 
I'm a slow and steady. Like I uh, was very, very honored to have that nomination. However, I was up against some of even my mentor and the, the reason I got into the business was up against Ainsley. So um, I knew my, my competition was stiff. So literally to be up on that nomination board with some of the most iconic females in the industry and have my name up there with them was a big enough honor. I never, ever expected to win or even come close. So just to be nominated was incredible. And I know they, people say that a lot, but six months in, I had no expectations of being nominated. So it was mind-blowing. But yes, I, I believe in slow and steady. I know I'm older, so I think my slow and steady needs to be a little bit faster. But um, but <laughs> I would like it to be a little, maybe in the left lane. But right. um, but yes, I definitely, uh, I'm I I'm my own worst critic. So I say when it happens, it ha- it happens, and it'll be my time. So I feel you on that one for sure. You have been a podcast guest or an interview guest on a ton of shows in your time as a performer. And if I may give a short list of shout outs. Sure. (laughs) You have the All Out Show, In the Tub with the Bird Couple, Ham Radio, Dudes Do Better with Lisa Ann, In Hot Water, The Thing Is, The Bonfire with Dan Soder and Big J Okerson, SDR Show with Big J and Ralph Sutton, Chip Chipperson with Jim Norton, I'm so jealous, Drinking (laughs) Bros. Are you someone that, because you are so quick on your feet when it comes to these shows, do you do research before you go on or do you just kind of bend the conversation to your strengths? When I first started, I did a lot of research. I always do my research to know what I'm walking into. I never want to walk into something that I'm blinded to. But for the most part, I like, especially recently, I just go with the conversation. I'm myself. And like you said before, like if it's something I'm not comfortable with, I'm just honest and open about it. And I'm, I'm not comfortable discussing it, but it's definitely been a work in progress my ability to handle the podcast. So I, for, I don't usually give myself many kudos, but I'm definitely proud of how far I've come in my ability to, um, to handle and, and speak in podcasts. So I'm, I'm very proud of, of that accomplishment, but, um, yeah, I just kind of go with the flow. I'm, that's my personality is very good with the flow. Oh, for sure. And especially when it comes to Jim Norton as Chip Chipperson, because it is so off the wall. It's kind of like, all right, what what are we doing here? You know, you have yep. to really be ready for it. Yes, definitely. Definitely, definitely. Now, you were on the Lip Service podcast, and on it you talked about how you will never have sex with fans. And yes. I want you to know that this interview is now over and it was wonderful talking to you. No, I'm kidding. I am totally <laughs> <laughs> So when it comes to that, I would imagine there has to be, of course, it's known up front that you are like that. But is it difficult to get that to really sink in to different people, into your fans' brain, some of your fans' brains, let's put it that way, because yeah. you always it's, have the people that are just trying to talk you into everything. Yes, and I think my favorite pickup line ever is, do you want to go 50-50 on a baby? So that was my favorite <laughs> pickup line ever. <laughs> I like that, that. That one gets a, sh- a DM shout-out. That one was amazing. But, um, yeah, they. I don't think they'll ever quit. It's just part of it. I just say no, like thank you, or I, I've I've stopped stopped responding to some DMs because, you know, some of them get kind of crude. So 
Um, but I, that's a whole, that's a hard no for me. This is my job. It's my career. Um, I'm not just out, you know, sleeping with random people. So it's, I'm very, very, very big on the testing and, you know, the whole procedures and being a professional, um, porn star or sex worker or whatever you call it. Um, I'm definitely very, very strict on all of those things. So this is not to me like a hookup or, you know, seeing how many partners I can get in in my forties. Like it's, it's, it's for my business and it's for my future. So now along the same lines, uh, we can talk about your sexual growth in a moment, but how have your lists of yes and no's changed in your relatively short time shooting? Um, I would say a 180. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Yeah. So there's certain things that I still hold very firm to, um, but there were some things that I naively I took stances on early on that I just realized very quickly were just not negotiable or they weren't realistic. Um, kissing was one of them. When I first started, I was like, if I shoot content, I'm not going to kiss my other performer. And the real, real, the real facts are, it's just not realistic, um, to get to, the nitty gritty of a scene um, to make it look real or even feel the passion, I think it's unrealistic to not kiss. I think that's just silly. So that's definitely one example. Other things are, you know, I think you get desensitized in a way. So I think certain things that to a non-industry person, or I would say just a a civilian, which I was at the beginning, um, things that you look at and you would say, oh, I would never do that. Um, I think you could just get desensitized being in the business for a little while. So, and then there's things that I've even grown sexually and realized that, hey, I actually really like this and I wouldn't, I don't mind doing it. So it's not so much a, somebody twisted my arm on set, but it's like, okay, like I, we tried this and I really, I enjoy it. But then there's other things that I've found that I thought one of my biggest mistakes early on was saying that, um, I, I liked it a little on the rough side or hard. And I realized that vanilla and, and regular life hard and porn hard are very, very different animals. Yeah. So I'm very careful, very careful now not to use that word. One piece of advice I give new performers um, or girls that are just starting is when you're in a clear and coherent environment, not stressed, you know, not the day before the shoot or even the day of the shoot, maybe a couple of days before, sit down in a, in a you know neutral space and come up with a list of your do's and don'ts. And I put them in my phone that I take to set with me. Um, I put them right in my phone and I hand the phone to the, to the talent that I'm working with because a lot of times when you read it and you see it in person, it's, it resonates differently. Like you read it differently. So, um, I started doing that and then I add to it and I shared it with one of my industry friends. So we kind of be, hold each other accountable to that list and say like, listen, no, this is a hard, no, I'm not going to like, I don't do anal and I'm a hard no on that because I like, and nobody's going to get me to change my mind on that right now. Like it, it might come down the road, but it'll come when I'm ready and when I'm ready to release that. So, I don't know if that answers your question, but 
So, but there are things that I've come to like a lot and I realize that, you know, I enjoy that thing and it helps me, you know, perform better in the scene and makes it feel better. So. And it also sounds like within the evolution of what you enjoy and understand about yourself on screen has really helped you evolve off screen as well when it comes to your sexuality. Absolutely. Yes. It's definitely made me a more confident um, sexual partner off screen. I know what I like. I know what feels good for me. And honestly, it makes me, I think I move differently, you know, everything's different. So, um, but yes, it has definitely changed my, my personal life as well. Yes, definitely. You recently filmed a Naughty America scene with Danny Steele, and you tweeted out, thank you so much to Danny Steele and Alex Cole for a fantastic experience on my first Naughty America shoot. What did they do to make it such a positive experience? Well, they're just so lovely. (laughs) That's the only words for it. So it was just, it was like hanging out with your friends on set and it was a very comfortable setting. Everybody, everybody was laughing and it was very relaxed and the production staff was incredible. Hair and makeup was incredible. It was just the overall like aura in the room. It was, you know, they were relaxed and, um, you know, if I had a question or we went over everything, um, they were, you know, definitely Danny was gentle. He made sure that like I was comfortable and he was, you know, cautious, just, it was, he was just a gentleman. Um, and working with Alex too, I was so excited because her and I, she's one that I've done the Exotica circuit with and. I've never gotten to work with her. So we didn't have like any scene to get like she was in the scene. She was a sex extra, but I didn't get to like interact with her in a sexual way, but I got to act with her and it was just like the chemistry just worked. Like we didn't have to do like several takes when we were told what to do. We nailed it because our chemistry just jived. It was incredible. With your mainstream history and your obvious love of acting, do you have aspirations to do either bigger, more involved roles or do some kind of producing and directing in the future? Yes, I would love to like travel like to Europe and shoot over there. I would love to be in a, like an actual DVD or in a main in a main production. I would love to even go back mainstream. I know sometimes there's a uh uh, like we're kind of blacklisted being in this industry and they say it's difficult to go back and forth, but I really feel that that's going to be different moving forward. I think somebody has to make the way and I would love to go back mainstream and bridge that gap and show people that it's, that it's not, you know, the end of the world to be in the sex industry and everybody has it and everybody does it. And it's, you know, it's very normal. It's very normal. And the people that I've met in this industry are some of the kindest, sweetest, most genuine people Everybody's so willing to help uh, if you need anything and supportive. And I, when I lost my Twitter, like all I had to do was, you know, ask a couple of people and they were blasting it out. So, yes, um, definitely, definitely, definitely. I think I would love and, and then you asked about production. I don't know about production as much as I would love to do more of the agency. end. I love helping girls get into the business. I love helping guide them. 
the production end, I think, takes a very specific type of personality. And I'm more like the nurturer. So uh, when new girls come in and I want to help them, you know, learn to pose and get their good pictures and help protect them in their early days and guide them through it. That's kind of like more my personality than the production and directing. I like that. And I can definitely see you being very, very good at that for sure. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. Now you just launched an OnlyFans page a little while ago. What can people find on your OnlyFans and how do you find time for it considering everything else you have going on? Um, so on my OnlyFans, it's a very day-to-day me. Um, so I like my Instagram is, you know, kind of like a highlight reel of what I've been doing. But my OnlyFans is like, for instance, like when I showered last night, uh, I recorded it and that goes up on my OnlyFans. You'll see me eating. You'll see me like it's just more day to day, like raw GG. Like um, and then obviously when I shoot content, I have several girl girl scenes up there. I have boy girl scenes. Um, so there's it's a little bit of a mixture of like my day to day. Just just hanging with me, you know, like I just had my boobs redone. So, um, they were one of the first ones to get, you know, photos of the reveal. So they're like the, they're the, I call it the VIP, you know, like they get the VIP treatment. They get to know things first. If something big is coming up, they get notified first, they get first back vaccine photos. And then I just ran, um, I just ran like a little contest on there that, somebody was going to win like a custom vaccine of my next, my next shoot. So I was going to record, I'm going to record like a cute little video for uh, this one fan while I'm vaccine. So they get to see it kind of like behind the scenes of like an actual shoot. So that's kind of what's on, out on my only fans and how I find time. I am, I'll be completely honest. I'm horrible at scheduling, <laughs> horrible at scheduling um, is one of my biggest faults. So I am a workaholic though. So I kind of make up for the lack of scheduling. So I work until very late and I get up and I just do a lot of scheduling of posts. So like I'll do, um, you know, if I have pictures that I know I'm rolling out, I can schedule those out, but I answer all of my fans all myself and I just, I make it happen. You know, it's, they're all important to me and they're here for me. So I feel putting them in someone else's hands would be inauthentic of me. So I just figure it out. They're my priority right now. So you are a rare breed when it comes to that, especially considering your popularity, because so many people kind of farm out their social media and their subscription sites. I'm very impressed that you don't. Oh, thank you. Thank I, I just to farm it out to me. I mean, I know girls do it. And, you know, I'm not saying I'm out. It's out of the question moving forward. But for me right now, like in Chicago, I had fans walk up to me and talk to me and we were picked up conversations that we were having. And this one gentleman only subscribes to me and to Brandy Love as only fans. And First of all, I found that astonishing that it's me and it her like that doesn't even seem like the same <laughs> the same realm. But we were talking on OnlyFans about, like I said before, like sports and different things, food and all that. 
And how am I supposed to have a conversation with this fan if I'm not having the conversation with this fan? Like he could walk up to me and I would have no idea what he was talking about if somebody else was answering my questions for me. So to me, it's very important that um, they know they're talking to me. And if they're paying for it, that's you're getting me. You're getting my undivided attention and you're getting what you ask for. So, yeah, that's important. Yeah, I, I agree 100 percent now. As you mentioned, you are going to continue to do the convention circuit. You're also going to do the Why Not Awards. What else do you have going on in the future? Can you tease any projects? What do you have going on? So I'm hoping to um, here in the next like year or so get into feature dancing. Um, that's kind of like my next uh, big project that I hope to take on. But I, like I said uh, prior, um, I just had my boobies redone. Uh, yesterday was three weeks. So um, I'm getting to debut those in new scenes and it seems like they are going to make a splash. So um, I'm going to shoot, shoot, shoot. I'm going to grow this content. Um, I really want to shoot with some, uh, I have some content set up with some really decent stars coming out. So that's going to be really exciting. Um, so I just encourage anybody that's curious, check out my OnlyFans. You won't be disappointed if you pay the uh, the subscription. Everything else is free. So I'm not going to upcharge you for every video on there. I had one guy be like, you should be paying. We should be paying extra for this. And I was like, no, you're paying the subscription. Everything else on there is free. So you get you get everything like everything that's all included. So, and you're just going to see me to continue to grow as a performer. I'm working really hard right now on uh, perfecting a lot of different things and perfecting my craft and, you know, building those connections and uh, my networking. And just, I want to shoot for some really big companies with some really big talent. And that's I know you won an AVN award, so I'm hoping for that too. Or not hoping for that. I'm working for that. So that's what I foresee coming in the next year. Oh, very, very well said. I like that. So a couple questions before we wrap this up. Uh, how has the recovery been from your breast surgery? Harder than I anticipated. Um, this is my third surgery. And my first one was difficult because it was my first one, but I was back up and moving very quickly. The second one was a breeze. I was back up the next day. I, you know, I was out running around the next day. This one, I think it's because of the size and the extensiveness of the actual surgery. He was a genius. He did a phenomenal job and I would recommend him every day to anybody that's looking but he uh, definitely did a lot of work. He opened up pockets and, and, you know, moved things around. So it was a lot more painful than I, I mentally prepared myself for. But um, at the end, and they're still sore and I'm three weeks in, but I would do it all over again because I'm so happy with how they look. So, and he was, like I said, he's a genius. He did such an amazing job. So I healed up pretty quickly after three weeks. Um, I shot one scene already this week, you know, before I'm even was even expecting to come back to work. So I'm very, very excited about that. Very nice. Now, yeah. I am a big fan of feature dancers and, uh, and the performers that do that circuit. If you are to be able to do this, mm -hmm. what kind of show could I expect watching you? 
uh, it's going to be very much my personality. So it's going to be a little seductive, but definitely fun and, and like bubbly and, just my personality. So I really want to be able to express myself. So it'll be entertaining for sure. I, uh, I don't know how well I can dance. So that might be the entertaining part watching me dance. Um, but I definitely want it to be a combination of seductive and fun and, and, lighthearted and something you like or like, Oh, that was like really interesting to watch. So I, it's kind of what I'm hoping for. Excellent. Uh, what kind of music should I expect? Oh, good question. Probably a cross between some like nineties rock and some like some sensual, like late to or early two thousands, just some sensual stuff. So, but I love that nineties rock, you know, ACDC and all that stuff that make anything that's going to make your heart pump all right, that <laughs> and I anything that's going to make your, your foot thump and you want to get involved. Um, that is my jam. I love like when the audience wants to get involved and they're moving to the beat too. I think there's just that connection and there's that, um, that organic like interaction when they're into the music too. So I think that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So this has been so much fun. I have had an absolute blast being able to speak with you. Thank you so much for giving me your time this evening, and I can't wait to see you down the road. All right, and thank you so much for having me. It has been amazing working out with you. Yeah, for sure. And one more time before I let you go, can you please tell everybody where they could find you on social media and online? Definitely. So my OnlyFans is the real Gigi Dior, and my Twitter is my Gigi Dior and Gigi as seen on TV, and then my Instagram is uh, Gigi Dior SFW, and then you can also catch me camming on Chatterbait.com at my Gigi Dior. Excellent. So one more time, thank you so much, and uh, I'm gonna put out this teaser you may be getting another set of mama dangle gloves i'm just saying oh just saying. We, thank you so much <laughs> we, we can't have you just have one pair <laughs> oh my god she rocks they are my favorites so tell mama dangle i said thank you again <laughs> absolutely <laughs>